0: Hello again and welcome back to the KI Prime podcast. My name is Alina Jenkins and today's guest is Ahmed Rashid. Ahmed is Professor of Medical Education at University College London, where he is Vice Dean for the UCL Faculty of Medical Sciences and he leads the UCL Centre for International Medical Education Collaborations. Ahmed is also involved as a Chief Examiner for the General Medical Council PLAB exam that international doctors must sit to practice in the UK. And on top of all that, he's a part-time NHS doctor or GP at a busy surgery in St. Albans in Hertfordshire. Ahmed, welcome along.
1: Thank you, Alina. Uh,
0: my first question really is, how do you manage all of this?
1: That's a great question. And I'm not sure what the answer is, really. I mean, it's a it's a real challenge uh, to juggle the various different roles that I have. But I do find that they kind of inform each other. And it's, it's really helpful to, for example, continue to see patients in order to be kind of versed in what the developments are in clinical practice to inform my medical education work. And likewise, it's important to continue to be involved in education in order to do the research about education. So I do find that they they do help one another, which I think is what kind of motivates me to continue with all of them.
0: Yeah. Where, where's your particular area of research?
1: So uh, as, as you just mentioned there in the introduction, my main role at UCL is really in international medical education. Um, so that means I have the great honour and privilege of working with medical educators around the world to support them to develop their own medical schools. And through that work, I've come to see just how important issues like power and politics are in global medical education. So that really has become the the main focus of my research. So kind of looking at globalisation and how it's impacted medical education, hopefully in a critical way that recognises some of the inequities that exist in our field.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a very broad area, isn't it? And I would imagine with multiple challenges, So what are some of the the, the things you're working on within that area?
1: So I I think for for me, the areas within kind of that broad spectrum that I focus on are the areas that I see as challenges through the eyes of the the colleagues that I have who work across the world. So, for example, one of the areas that I've spent a lot of time on recently is accreditation of medical schools. And the reason that that's kind of come to be a, a focus of my work is Lots of my colleagues, particularly in the kind of global South countries, are really grappling with accreditation. And the reason is because it's become a, a kind of a political issue because accreditation is now increasingly becoming linked to migratory opportunities for for medical graduates. So, in other words, if you are not accredited in the right way, you can't send your graduates to work in particular countries. And because of that, it's become kind of a hot topic for the colleagues that I have in those countries. and and, When I look at the literature, there isn't very much about accreditation because it doesn't really affect in a big way medical educators in the global north where most of the research happens.
0: So what are some of the things you're doing to try and make this fairer?
1: Yeah, sure. So I think there's become a trend in recent years to kind of globalize medical education regulation. So having kind of the same structures and the same systems and standards and so on applied basically all across the world. And that has real challenges, because medical education necessarily needs to be different in different parts of the world, because the educational environment's different, the healthcare environment's different, um the kind of socioeconomic differences. so it's it's kind of understanding why people want that standardization. They want it because of issues like patient safety and allowing doctors to move across borders. But then recognizing that there's a tension that that firstly has is problematic because it doesn't always fit in the local context. And secondly, we want standardisation, then we have to accept that what will come with that is brain drain and, and will create the conditions that will allow the further migration of healthcare professionals and doctors, which is almost always westward. So it's almost always from south to north uh, in the world. And that will just continue to, to broaden the inequalities that we already see.
0: So what's, what's the answer, do you think?
1: So I think the answer is, is really contextual regulation. So, so in other words, helping individual countries and schools and departments and programs to develop regulatory processes that are mindful of and that understand the local context in which they're working. Now that might mean working at a national level, it might mean working at regional level, working in clusters of countries, but it, it seems certain that the answer is not global, um, that the answer is, is, is that the current trends that we're seeing of, of kind of moving towards a global solution, don't seem to be giving us the answers that we need. And and we kind of need to reimagine the way we do regulation.
0: Where do you feel you are at the moment um, in terms of the progress that you've made in this this area?
1: So I think that's a really good question. I I think the the, the honest answer is it, it feels often that you're swimming against the tide, because although most of the world's medical education happens in the global south, so if you look at the numbers, most medical schools are in the global south. But all the the knowledge is, and all the the issues and the priorities are those that are prob- that are kind of problems for the global north because that's where the knowledge is being generated. So I think in terms of knowledge generation, it feels like there's a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, because the because the, the issues that are being uh, faced by those in the global south are different, it feels like there just is a huge mismatch between the. Focus that they're receiving and the focus that they need. Mm. Um, so I think it, it does feel like there is a long way to go mm. um, in terms of the kind of the research agenda getting the parity that it deserves.
0: Yeah, this has been a topic of discussion every year at the KO Prime Fellowship, and I remember having this very similar conversation with Tarisha Nadu. Is, is this a community? Effort are there? Are there some people that you're working with who are sort of helping to to, to inspire you and keep your research going as well?
1: Yes, absolutely. So I work with Teresha um, for 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 a, for a while now, and and yeah. it's been great to to be. I mean, I'm just inspired by her work, um, and it's great. I mean, I'm doing a workshop with her next week at a conference, and um have have written papers with her, and I, I think it's it's great to find like minded people mm. um who are on the same wavelength and who. Feel passionately about the same issues that you feel passionately about. So I think you're absolutely right to say that there is a community, and that is what keeps us going. I think that's what that's what uh, provides the motivation to continue with this work is knowing that there are others out there who are approaching it in similar ways, thinking in similar ways, and and ultimately are kind of working for the same cause.
0: Yeah. What's the biggest sticking point? Is it the politics?
1: I think it's the politics, and I think it's the recognition that politics even exists. I mean, I think it can be so easy for our field to ignore politics and to kind of imagine that we're living in this scientific world where you know which is kind of a vacuum and that there's nothing else that goes on around it. So I think issues like politics, issues like business and money, I mean there's a, there's a, a, there's a very big economic perspective here in terms of the the drive for medical schools in the global south and the way that accreditation is being you know is is kind of a, a something that is is kind of generating an industry and commerce so there are you know there's a there are elements to all of this which are which link to link to, to problems which basically we don't want to talk about or we're not comfortable to talk about as a field so i think that is the sticking point is is, is really just opening up areas that aren't necessarily very have been covered very well previously and Almost don't feel like they're legitimate areas of scientific inquiry.
0: Mm. You mentioned discomfort there. There's discomfort around having these conversations. Any thoughts as to why there is that discomfort?
1: So I think the reason for the discomfort is, is firstly that that culturally it's not something that we've historically dealt with as a field, both in medical education, but actually in medicine in healthcare, it, it tends not to be uh, an issue that's talked about very much. And I think secondly because it, it moves to a very uncomfortable space, which is somewhere that doesn't feel very scientific. And it feels much more that it's about kind of people's individual opinions or agendas and the kind of the, the politics in, in, a, in a slightly more personal way rather than politics in a kind of scientific way, if you like.
0: I know you're also doing some research around or have an interest in the role of diaspora physicians and medical educators, and which sounds like it, it's linking in with what you're saying there. Is there anything else to talk about in that area?
1: Sure. So I think this really uh, is, is looking at the fact that we now live in a multipolar world and the dynamics of the world order have changed. And therefore, people who have moved, individual physicians and medical educators who have moved away from their countries of origin or countries of training after many years of, of working, for example, in the global north, are wanting to go back and provide uh, in a voluntary way their expertise and their experience. And I think no one is under any illusion that these people are not doing a brilliant job and are volunteering their time and, and are completely well-meaning. But what's interesting is that there is no real critical examination of what the impacts are and the unintended consequences are of the work that they're doing. So undoubtedly there'll be many good things that result from 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 this work, but of course the countries of, of that they trained in will have changed a lot since they left, and and so sometimes there there can be. Negative consequences of their involvement. Um, and I think it's an area that is one that we're looking to explore kind of in, in, in future research.
0: So, you've not explored yet because I was going to ask you, have you started to look at what some of those, the impacts of those consequences um, are?
1: Sure. I mean, we're, we're in the early stages of that work. Yeah. And, and it's challenging because, uh, as with many of the issues in kind of global politics, they're very sensitive and people have uh, strong opinions about it. So, I think it has to be dealt with sensitively and, and mindfully.
0: I know that you're also very interested in assessment.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I think it's it's uh, it's really interesting to see how lots of different ideas within education kind of transfer um, in in the global space. And assessment's a really big one because it's often politicized in in the same way that we talked about with some some of some other ideas. And because there is a kind of patient safety agenda that's become very prominent in in healthcare around the world, assessment has with it a a, a particular set of issues that arise, kind of are are impacted by many different trends within different countries. So in the same way that you would want to adapt a curriculum, which I think we're becoming more familiar with when you move it across continents or across countries, in the same way, I think that the next frontier really is, is thinking about assessment and thinking about the extent to which assessment needs to be adapted, and which ideas in assessment are universalizable and which require contextual thinking and, and uh, an adaptation in different countries and regions of the world,
0: given that you are in so many different areas at the moment as well as sort of doing your, your gp practice where where do you see yourself going in in the next few years
1: so I think it's it's really at a time where we've developed a team at UCL who are spending time thinking about these issues forming collaborations with with partners and with interested scholars from particularly from global south countries and i think that the next few years uh, for me really are about building networks and building communities and really trying to give a platform to scholars who are interested in in the kind of ideas that we are and really trying to build a community of scholars who are undertaking work that recognizes the politics that is there within global medical education.
0: Do you feel that those scholars are there?
1: Uh, yes, absolutely. There are definitely lots of really brilliant people that I come across all the time who are really interested in doing this work. And and, and it's a, a real privilege to be in a position that they are interested to come and work with us. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we take for granted by any means that we have the opportunity to work for, with them. And I think our philosophy is really kind of co-developing those ideas and you know, serving the agenda that they bring rather than our own agenda. I mean, our agenda is really to support them. Um, so I think that that kind of ethos is really important, and it's something that we're really hoping to grow.
0: Yeah, very, very much so. And 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 finally, we are here in Stockholm as part of the fellowship program for 2023 for for Ki Prime. What's been your experience over the last few days?
1: Well, it's just been totally inspirational. It's been, it's been so great to have the dedicated time to think about my research, to share ideas with, with other scholars who, who are doing such interesting work. And of course, the, the faculty are, are really brilliant facilitators and give you an angle and a perspective and ideas that you would not otherwise have, have thought about. So it's been a, a, a real a real experience that I'm sure I'll never forget. And I can already see how it will shape my research in, in the years to come.
0: Um thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you. And thank you to everybody at home for listening. We'll be back again very soon with another episode of the KO Prime podcast. For now, goodbye.